That was awesome. So it's just really cool to be back here at my home church, having the opportunity and the platform to be able to speak to you guys. I'm so thankful for this opportunity. It's it's my pleasure, and I'm just, hopefully, I'm not going to take this lightly. But it's really cool that what, how God can speak to two different people, because me and Duncan haven't spoken about what we're going to talk about. Uh, he didn't even know what I was going to say until this morning. But what he said really lines up with what I was going to say. So that kind of helps, helps me see, you know, God knows what he's doing. You know, he wants to say something to you guys, and he wants to use us to do it. So if you could turn in your Bible to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Uh, while you're turning, I'm going to read you this quote. An ambassador from any country always is conscious of the fact that he has a tremendous responsibility because he is the representative by whom his country is going to be judged. And to us is given the privilege and responsibility to be the representatives of the Son of God in this world. We stand for him. People judge him by what they see in us, and they are perfectly entitled to do so because we are the ones through whom and in whom he is glorified. Do we, I wonder, always realize this? That's heavy. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So the title of what I'm going to talk about to you guys is Ambassadors, because that's what we are. For those of you who aren't really tight with the foreign affairs and you don't really know what it means, because I didn't really have a clear understanding until I studied it out, the, an ambassador means an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign land. When you look at that verse, it says that we are the diplomats or the ambassadors of heaven. It says that we are the ones who are sent. God put us in this generation for a specific purpose at this time for a specific reason. He put us here to meet with people that he knew that only we could reach. He put us to meet with people to build relationships with uh, the people who are around us. He put us in our families on purpose so that we could reach out to them, so that we could be the representative of heaven in our families and in our schools and in our job, because that's all it's, that's what it's all about. We're sent to represent his name. The Bible says that we are just foreigners passing through a strange land. What does it look like to be a diplomat or an ambassador to heaven? Anytime you ask a question about what our lives should look like, you should always be able to look and see and look through Jesus' life and say, okay, this is what I should emulate. So Jesus gives us the ultimate example as to what it looked like to bring heaven to earth. If you don't know what it really looked like, all you have to do is read his word. What kind of compassion did Jesus have for those who were lost? What kind of people did he spend time with? Jesus came looking for people. Jesus came on purpose to look for the people and come after and pursue after the people who were far from him. And he went after them. Looking back at the verse, we see that it says that we are sent as ambassadors to this earth. So what does that mean for our lives? It means that our lives, our personal lives, our social lives, our everything about our lives should be a representation of the one who sent us. Because an ambassador can do nothing in or of their own name because they can only reflect the person or the nation who sent them. Everywhere we go and in everything that we say and even, if, even in our actions, we can and should reflect the character of Jesus in this earth. We can and we should reflect the characters of the one who sent us because we're coming in his name and we're coming representing what he said and what he's done and we can't do it in or of ourselves 
In Galatians 5, it gives us a good picture of the characteristics that we as representatives should be reflecting. It talks about having love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Your character is something that can be read without you ever having to open your mouth. Last year, after I graduated, I was like, God, what am I going to do? Do I need to go back to North Carolina? Do I need to stay here in Maine? Like, I really don't know. And so I was just praying. I was eventually... I kind of got to this position where I started working at Rockport Granite and they offered me a night position and I was like, okay, God, whatever you want to do, I'm game. And so I, I get paired, or essentially my job is at first was to just be there so that the guy who was from the farm, which was people who were on a work release from prison, so the guy who was from the farm could be there and he could run the saw. So essentially my job was just babysitting this guy at first because I had no experience. I had no idea what I was doing really. I could pick up a rock and that was about it. And I could barely do that sometimes. (laughs) So this guy who I was paired up with, he was quiet and reserved, and he still doesn't really talk much. The first few weeks, I said very little to him, because even whenever we were speaking, I couldn't hear him anyways, because we were both wearing hearing protection. The saws were going, all night long. You couldn't hear anything ever, so there was really no point to even try, unless you were just shouting at each other, and that was very annoying. Um, So I decided, if I'm going to be working with this guy every single night for as long as I'm going to be here, I might as well get to know him. So I started taking lunch when he took lunch, and I just started talking to him. And the first thing that I picked up on was that he hated, more than anything else, the food that was sent with him from the farm. So from that... I soon found out that he hated what, he, what was sent with him. So whenever I was able, I would pack him a lunch or I would even just give him what I had instead of eating because I wanted him to have something that he could at least enjoy. And so through that, I was reflecting the characteristics of Christ because I was showing him love by putting his needs above mine. I was showing him kindness by listening to him and getting to know his story and actually caring and showing him that even though he was in prison, he wasn't worthless. And even though he was uh, in this bad situation, he still, had, he still had a hope for the future. He still had a chance. I'm not saying that I never talked about Jesus, but until he was ready for it, until he brought it up, I just let my life speak to him. Until... Patrick was ready to say, to bring up these questions. I never brought it up. I told him, you know, I I go to church. This is what I do. This is what I believe. But he eventually he was, he was like, let's talk about that. So we talked and we had a really good discussion about it because he was open and because he saw that I wasn't just here and then here and then here. And I was consistent with how I walked and I was consistent with representing Jesus and how he lived. That made it the opportunity for me to be able to minister to him. And we had a lot of really good discussions. Time went on and I continued to get to know him. I got to know his story some. And it was getting to be like two weeks before he got out of jail. And I was like, where are you going to stay? And he really didn't have anywhere to stay. And at the time I was renting a cottage and I had an extra room. I was like, well, you can come stay with me if you need. And so like even now he still lives there because I opened up my home to him. I did what Jesus would have done. I was like, look, this is what I have. You have a need. Let's fulfill that need. And so from that, after he got out of jail, I was like, hey, man, you should come to my church. You should do this. You should come. And he was always busy because he was trying to catch up with all his hiking and spending time with his family and everything. He only did that on the weekends. So I decided after I kept getting no, 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 I'm not going to come. I invited him to church and it, after he got out and he could never make it. So I made the decision, if he won't go to church, then I'll be the church to him. Jesus went out of his way for us. So to reflect what he did, we should be going out of our way for others. 
Sometimes we get into the thought process that says that the gospel can only be preached here. The gospel can only be preached through someone who's standing in front of a group of people with a microphone, but that's just not true. The gospel can be preached through the way that you love people. The gospel can be preached by the way that you treat people, even when they treat you with just bad. The way that you respond and react in certain situations is the way that the gospel can be preached in your life. Whatever you do, you should be able to be preaching the gospel. If you're bagging groceries, do it with excellence. Do it with a smile and say, hey, today is going to be the best day that, I'm, that I've had so far. And people are going to notice that hope and that joy that's on the inside of you. And that preaches to people without you ever having to open your mouth. At school, we have these chapel services and class and prayer, and we're always reading, we're always praying, we're always worshiping. And I got to this point to where the Holy Spirit was really dealing with me, and he kind of just really said, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, wow, okay, thanks God. (laughs) And so God had deposited, had been depositing things on the inside of me, and he had been saying things to me, and he'd been using me and speaking through me, and it's like I had this river of living water on the inside of me, and I would go out to the store, and I would see people in need, I would see people who are thirsty for an encounter with a living God that I had on the inside of me, and I didn't do anything about it. And that's where God was like, what are you going to do about it? And it really just stirred me up, and I began talking with some of my classmates, and we started a, a group where we just go out every, two times a week, and we just go evangelize, and we just go bring water to thirsty people. We bring bread to, to hungry people, because we get so full, and we have all of this potential, and we have all of this stuff being deposited on the inside of us, and we just want to bring that out to people. We see people who are sick, we see people who are hurting, and we're like, man, my Jesus heals Why not bring our Jesus? Why not bring Jesus who we meet with him in this chapel service, who we heard that he's the healer? Why not? Let's go out and experience that. You know, it's just so amazing. And even with that, one time we were out and we missed dinner. So the group of us, we went to Taco Bell and uh, God bless Taco Bell. (laughs) Uh, We were eating and I noticed we noticed this kid who was sitting. He's probably our age. And he was sitting by himself, and we, there was five of us sitting at a table of seven. So we just, or I, I got up, and I was like, I walked over to him. I introduced myself. I was like, hey, man, what's your name? And I just kind of got to know him. I made it personal for a minute, and I was like, hey, I noticed you were sitting by yourself. Uh, there's a group of us over there. You can come sit with us, and you can come eat with us if you want. And I kept just, I invited him, and I wasn't going to, like, press on and make him feel uncomfortable, because I would probably feel uncomfortable if a stranger just invited me to go eat with five of his closest friends. Um, But he politely declined, and eventually he left, but I was like, okay, at least there was a seed planted. And I just let him know, I was like, hey, we care for you. If you need anything, just let us know. If you change your mind, we'll be right over there. You can come over anytime you want. And so he got up and he left, but right after he leaves, there's this lady that walks up and she says to us, she's like, you know, I I heard what you said to that guy. I, I saw you, I saw what you were trying to do. You know, you really restored my faith in humanity. And I was like, well, you know, it wasn't really even about that. It was just trying to show him that God loves him because God loves me so much. And I want to bring that to people. And even just something as simple as saying, hey, man, we care about you. You want to come eat with us? That speaks to people. People even around him were ministered by that, and they were, they were touched by that, and I wasn't even talking to them because people saw the character of Christ on the inside of me as I spoke to this one person, and I never even looked at them. Every person matters. Jesus said that whatever you do unto the least of these, you have done it unto me. So no matter where you go or what you do, you will always be surrounded by people who need Jesus. 
There's no way to get past that. There's no way to get around that. We, everywhere we, if you go to the store, you're surrounded by people who need Jesus. If you go to a gas station, there's people all up in a line that need Jesus. And so I'm not saying that you have to go and run out and preach the gospel to every person you see. That's great. And that has a place. But, you know, you just got to show love to people. You got to be really consistent about showing the character of Christ in your own life because that's all an ambassador can do. As, as, like I said before, as an ambassador, we can only reflect the person who sent us. So you've got to know, one, that you are sent, and two, you've got to know the person who sent you. Because if you don't know the standard that's been set by the one who has sent you, then you can't ever live up to that standard. Let your life implore those around you. Let your life earnestly plead to the lost people you know so that they would be reconciled to God. In Ephesians 4.1 from the Amplified, it says this, So I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling with which you have been called. That is, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. I encourage you, every single one of you, to live like you were called by God because you are. Every single one of us know people. If we are in relationship with Christ, every single one of us know people who need Jesus. So it is our job and it is our responsibility to live a life that is worthy of that calling that he's placed on us. Even if you feel like, oh, well, I'm not called to ministry. That's not true. Because ministry is just serving. If you can serve people like Jesus served people, then you are ministering. God can and will use you. People are always watching you. No matter where you go, people will always be watching. People will always be silently judging what you say and what you do. And just like in that quote, they have every right to do so because we are sent from someone else. They're judging Jesus based off of how we live. And that's a very humbling thought for me. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I know I was having a bad day the other day. But did I, ref- did I reflect the love of God? Did I reflect the characteristics of Christ even when I was having a hard time? It is your job to love Jesus and simply just reflect the love that he pours onto you. This is serious, guys. Like, God is really, since I've been to, since I got to school and a little bit before I got to school, God began to really just put on my heart, you know, people need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus to change me so that I can go out and I could be the hands and the feet of Jesus to this world so that I could go out and I could lay hands on the sick and they will recover because that's what his word says would, would happen. You know, that I would have the boldness of the Holy Spirit living inside of me that even when I'm terrified and afraid to go speak to someone that I would do it because I understand the value of that person. It is difficult. It really is difficult to live a life worthy But you can do it because God has empowered you to be able to do it. God has called you. He never calls you to do anything that you can't do without giving you the ability to do it. So I just want to leave you with this thought. In the Bible it says that we should be living epistles. That our lives should be telling a story. I was just thinking, what story am I telling with my life? What are people reading when they look at me? Before I ever open my mouth, what about Jesus do they learn? So, I just want to... <laughs> Sorry. Every time I make eye contact with Pastor Quentin, I start laughing. <laughs> but I just really want to encourage you guys, you know, it is possible. It's not, 
too far out. It's not too hard. It's just simply loving people the way that God loves you. Thank you.